are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and happy Thursday, everyone. With John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. All right. Everybody's talking about, you know, what the deal is with uh, conference expansion, you know, uh, what the Pac-12 is or isn't going to do. We're going to get to that later on. But, you know, and Schuster and I were going over show prep about 10 seconds mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Uh, Schuster said that he was uh, wanted to throw an idea, uh, thought out there, and this is going to be a podcast where we're, instead of drilling down into the granular details of every argument and every counter argument that could be thrown out by the other one this is going to be an ad lib right here yeah i think it is uh and and with all of the well they all are they I guess. All, yes I guess. Uh, so this one's so much different than all <laughs> the sure, rest right. uh but one of the things with, with all this d- discussion about expansion and even though the conference appears to be in status quo mode for the time being mm-hmm. it looks as though there are probably some stratospheric changes in the offing in the not-too-distant future, whatever that happens to be. So we don't exactly know what's going to happen. But I was uh, kind of in history lesson mode. Mm-hmm. And let's so, so let's play Sherman mm-hmm. and set the Wayback Machine to about 1977, 1978, mm-hmm. okay? The, there was something called the Pacific 8 Conference. Mm-hmm. There was also something called the WAC, ASU, and Arizona were members of the WAC. A lot of people don't know that ASU football used to be very good. Yes, and, and if they don't, that's unfortunate that's to them. That. And that's important mm-hmm. because, remember, the Pac-8 wanted to expand to the Pac-10, but really at that time they were much more interested in Arizona State than they were in Arizona. Which is understandable. Absolutely understandable. ASU, or during the Frank Cush era, was basically Boise State before Boise State. Really good, smaller conference school. Um, maybe, a and, little, maybe a tad better than that. Nevertheless, you know, right. it's a general comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and even one year, 75, they were ranked number two at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma was ranked number one. They beat uh, Michigan, I think it was, in the Fiesta Bowl in 75. Mm-hmm. So they were undefeated. They had some really good teams under Frank Cush. They were very attractive for the Pac-8, which was expanding then to the Pac-10. Really, real, real quick. Yes, sir. Totally off topic. Sure. What is bet? Who is better in the grand scheme of things in their profession, Frank Cush in college football or Lute Olson in college basketball? It, I think, is a really interesting question, perhaps for another podcast. However, I would say, oh, man, it's really tough because they had, I think Lute Olson was more significant. However, Frank Cush was the first coach in Arizona that gave a university national credibility mm-hmm. and interest beyond just a regional impact. Right. And, and so I think they were very important in different ways. You know, in the end, Cush didn't win a national title and wasn't very good, you know, for the few years that ASU was part of the Pac-10. Mm-hmm. Lou Dolson was all to, all mm-hmm. obviously very successful as a member of the Pac-10 right. uh, during his tenure. So I think they were, they are the two most important influential coaches in Arizona univer- collegiate oh, level yeah, athletics, no, 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 no. and and I don't think there's I don't think there's a third. I suggest there are some right, other sure. yeah in the conversation, but men's football, men's basketball, both a big deal, both very important for different reasons. But what Cush was doing at for ASU football was significant for a conference that wanted to expand, and looked to pluck the two best teams out there mm-hmm. one of, and and took a natural rivalry in doing it. Right. They had a bunch of rivalries at the time and they wanted to continue that and so there was ASU 
who they were really interested in. And then there was Arizona, who was pretty good. Mm -hmm. and, and, and both of them joined the conference. The question, however, is, since joining the Pacific 10 Conference, mm -hmm. who has it been better for, ASU or Arizona? You know, I think it's Arizona. I agree with you. Um, for a multitude of reasons. First of all, the fact that no matter what they were doing before, Arizona, Pac-12 is obviously a major conference. Now, you know, you could say that it's not as good as the ACC, whatever. It's still a major conference. And the fact is that Lute Olson in a major conference had, and we've talked about this before, but I will say it again, over a 15-year period, had one of the top five basketball programs in the entire country. He just did. Arizona football in the 90s was, I know you didn't get to the Rose Bowl like ASU did, but I still think that they were essentially equivalent programs. Yeah, pretty close. You know, if ASU was five, Arizona was six. And one thing, and you, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. And one thing, too, that and this, this is to bash ASU just slightly, it always cracks me up when I get... Or no, I run into an ASU fan that will say something to the effect of, well, you need to remember you're a basketball school and we're a football school. Well, you, comparing your football success in the Pac-12 era to Arizona's basketball success is a little bit disingenuous. Without right? a doubt. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. A so, little sorry. bit beyond disingenuous. Yeah, yes. And I think, uh, and, and I agree with that argument. Mm -hmm. I think the success, ASU went to two Rose Bowls, won the conference twice. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right. And now we're talking, what, 45 years? Mm-hmm. So is that really a good track record for your football program? No, it's not. No. I mean, they've been I, better than Arizona the last 20 sure. years, but who but, hasn't? Right. And, and, and but, but the difference is ASU isn't USC. Mm. They aren't supplanting Oregon. Right. They're, you know, sort of kind of currently on a level maybe with Washington. Mm. You know, we, we're, we constantly talk about how ASU, and we've talked about this for generations now, not just decades, but generations. ASU is a sleeping giant. Mm -hmm. Well, no, they aren't. Right. That giant's long dead. Right, for you sure. Know, now, is it possible that ASU can win? Sure. They're going to have a good year? Maybe. But in terms of who has been, what school has been more successful joining the larger conference, I think if you predicted that, in, that, that it was Arizona on the previewed version of what betonline.ag mm -hmm. would be in the mm -hmm. 1970s, you would have given a ASU the and I'm favorable. Not sure, and I'm not sure that betonline.ag wasn't around in the 70s. Now, <laughs> I, get, I would venture a guess, mm -hmm. or I would, I would suggest to yes. the audience, that it probably wasn't around. But here's the thing. If it was possible, if the wherewithal was there at all, at any corner of the world, betonline.ag would have been involved. Would have been involved. Right there. And that is the pioneering spirit that they bring to online gambling today. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, you have, but, you know, so, so, so if you were to compare the major sports, mm -hmm. the difference between a Arizona bas men's basketball and ASU men's basketball is laughable. Mm -hmm. The difference between ASU football and Arizona football is a lot more negligible. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the two major sports, Arizona, I think, has the advantage there. Mm -hmm. uh, now... Take it a step down to the non-revenue or what are right. now referred to as Olympic sports. Mm -hmm. You got Mike Andrea at Arizona. And, uh, who won what? Eight titles? Uh, eight titles, yeah, yeah for eight sure. Eight titles, and I think ASU won one title in softball, mm -hmm. uh, borrowing from the same model. Golf was maybe a little bit better at ASU, but not a whole hell of a lot. Arizona baseball. Arizona well, baseball. Although Arizona State baseball. ASU baseball, and, that, and that's the one area... You know, was Jim Brock better than Jerry Kendall? Probably, but not by, yeah, in fact he was, but not by a whole hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. So 
You've got these negligible advantages at best for ASU, but you've got this one huge advantage in one of your revenue-making sports in what Lute Olson did with the men's basketball program. Mm -hmm. And I think beyond that, one of the things that also was also occurred. Why, and, by the way, real sure. quick, real quick. Mm -hmm. Why is Jim Brock better than Jerry Kindle? He has less national championships. Um, Does he? Yeah, he's only got two. Did he only have two? I thought his overall record was better. Okay, well, he was 1,099 and 441. But proceed, I will continue to work. Okay, sound, sounds good. I thought way, ASU... died at 57. Yeah, I know, wow. it sucks. Yeah. 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 Uh, I thought ASU was just a little bit better than Arizona. They're, they're both really good basketball, uh, baseball programs. Mm -hmm. um, ne nevertheless, I think if you look at the what Lute Olson did that I think is key from even a respect standpoint... And I don't know if you're old enough to remember this, but you've probably heard your parents talk about it or long-time Tucsonans talk about this, how they were fed up when the national media would refer to Arizona as ASU. They'd oh. refer to the University of Arizona as the Sun Devils. Mm -hmm. they'd, make, they'd, they'd make a mistake, and Tucsonans would be pissed off. Right. They'd be understandably pissed off because they hate ASU. Mm -hmm. Because of Lute Olson... He completely changed that. Right. It was now ASU right. who was being mistaken nationally for Arizona. Right. And that is a remarkable difference on the national stage. So I would argue, and I think it's a favorable argument in regards to who benefited from conference expansion, the answer is Arizona over Arizona State. You know where else you can benefit, too, is you don't really need this, but you know what? Some people might. If you're looking to venture back and forth on the I-10, day after day after day if you're one of those people making the phoenix day or the phoenix to tucson commute and you're thinking to yourself man i've just been listening to a podcast about u of a and asu and i've been on the road and you know what i'm a little worried about my car rockauto.com that's not one of my better natural segues but you know what i figured that i would throw the i-10 in there john schuster you can speak to rockauto.com absolutely i get the i get the email uh, every month mm -hmm. or little fee features on it and so forth and if you've driven I-10 and you're listening to this podcast, you know what's going on. Part of it are two-lane highways. I think today it, in Tucson it was 106, which means in Phoenix it was about 110. Mm. Your tires are blowing up on the freeway. You saw people pulled over the road. The last thing you want to do with a road that crowded, and we'll use I-10 as an mm -hmm. example. Right. You know full well that there's too much traffic with not enough lanes on I-10. The last thing you want to do is break down. Mm -hmm. So you might as well be prepared ahead of time. Make sure your car is in optimum condition. You're a DIY person. Mm -hmm. You know what's needed to be done, so get it done and use rockauto.com. It's really that simple. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. It is an interesting question, though, Schuster. We're going to kill the whole podcast with this. But what's gone wrong for ASU? You know what's a little, you know what's interesting about ASU? You never really. You had, a, you obviously during the John Cooper, did John Cooper go to two Rose Bowls? Or Bruce Snyder. Bruce Snyder, John Snyder went to one and Cooper went okay, to one. Okay, okay. So you had, you know, I would compare ASU football success like we talked about a little bit to U of A and that you had a couple really nice seasons. Now, again, I would take the two Rose Bowls over the Fiesta Bowl and the Holiday Bowl, you know. The Holiday Bowl is a little bit different because you finish in the top five in the nation, but either way, Rose Bowl is Rose Bowl. I, I get it. I get it. But they never, ASU football was never able to build on any of that. 
No. Really? You really weren't? No. And I'm going to pull up, uh, I'll pull up John uh, Cooper's record, but you have Yeah, more. John Cooper's re- re- record was good. If you're if you're going back a little bit further with ASU, one of the guys you're paying attention to is Daryl Rogers. Mm-hmm. And my recollection here is that Rogers was the was the person who replaced Cush. Rogers brought in some good recruiting classes and then got ASU in some trouble. I was going to say, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and then, so, it's kind of like what we're seeing with Herm Edwards right now. Mm-hmm. It's like ASU makes strides thinks they're about to break through, and then they did something that they shouldn't have done, and the NCAA says, what the hell are you doing? Right. And and so ASU gets in trouble, and it pushes them back a little bit. Cooper was a very good coach mm-hmm. uh, and and had a lot of success at ASU. And had a lot of success at Ohio State. And had a lot of success at Ohio State. The guy could coach. He just couldn't win uh, mm-hmm. rivalry games. Right. And that, and that ultimately worked against him. As far as being a, an excellent coach, he was that. Uh, Snyder was a little bit up and down, and I think – it began sort of a tenure with the program of how they were always trying to move but couldn't maintain Bruce it. Bruce Snyder's, when you look at Bruce Snyder's resume, it's a lot like Dick Tomey's. It really is. You've got the 11-1 and season where you finished fourth in the nation, but then you got a lot of sixes and you got a lot of six and six. Then you got a nine and three where you finished 14, but it's, it's kind of a similar type of tenure there. I compare ASU football to a large degree to UNLV basketball Mm -hmm. and bad timing. Mm -hmm. What I mean by this is that in the 70s, in the 60s and 70s, I don't know if you're aware of this, and you can look back Mm -hmm. at some of the attendance numbers, Sun Devil Stadium filled up. Mm-hmm. 75,000 people in the mid-70s, okay? They wow. got a lot of people. Was John Schuster one of those people? Because yeah. you were a Phoenician. Yeah. Well, I was oh, a Prescottonian. Presca- Are you Prescottonian? Yeah. Is that what it is? Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Presca- no, I was a Prescottonian. But it was, easy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was easy to get down to Tempe to watch <laughs> Sun Devil sure. football games. Sure. And a lot of my friends and family were ASU fans. My dad went to ASU. Mm-hmm. Um which says a lot about my dad. I was going to say on an entirely it, uh, different say, is issue. This, is this an, the interesting one? Okay, <laughs> yes. all right. Majored but, in finance. But, yes, he did <laughs> in so many different ways. But nevertheless, um, uh, it was uh, there was ASU at the time was when it came to football the only game in town. Mm-hmm. So Phoenix was still a growing community with two sports: the Phoenix Suns and ASU football. Mm-hmm. And when it was football season. ASU football was number one. Right. What happened then is that when you had Daryl Rogers not succeeding and Cooper not winning rivalry games and then Bruce Snyder, here come the Cardinals, here come the Diamondbacks, here come the Coyotes, Phoenix becomes a pro city and ASU gets pushed into the background and doesn't have the tradition to recruit from a collegiate standpoint that um, LA has with USC. Mm-hmm. And so what you have is now you're not you're not the number one team in town. You're not the number two team in town. You're not the number three team in town. You're, you're not number four. You're challenging for top five. You're status. challenging for top five status, and recruits would rather if that's the difference in Los Angeles with USC. Sure, you got the Lakers, and but USC had tradition. So so you're going to stay at USC as opposed to go to ASU because now you're not getting specialized treatment. UNLV, I think, was the same way with Vegas, even though it took longer for Vegas to be a pro town. Vegas was a different kind of pro town. They were more a boxing town. Mm -hmm. They were more an event town. Mm -hmm. And then when UNLV wasn't good, they just kind of forgot UNLV. Yeah, whatever. It's whatever. like Los Angeles. Yeah, whatever. If you're we kind cool, of out- we'll show up, right. but if not, and we now, got other stuff. And we now we do. outgrew you. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and a lot of new people moved in, just like Phoenix and just like Tucson, and they brought their East Coast or California allegiances with them. And so UNLV basketball, like ASU football, were afterthoughts. And because of that, I think it really stunted the growth 
of what ASU had an opportunity to be but couldn't capitalize on when it needed to in the 80s. You know what? We're going to break this up and we're going to do another podcast on this because this was good stuff. One thing that I do want to remind you, though, not just Rock Auto, not just BetOnline.ag, but when people come here for the ads, you're coming here for a build bar, period. I mean, that's really the way it is. And I think the big thing with, you know, ASU football, maybe you could just say that, you know what, if the Bilt Bar had taken over the Valley the way that it has up in Utah, maybe it's a little bit different story right now. You know what I heard, um, and, and I'm not sure, I haven't been able to verify this with my sources just yet. Your but sources I'm, on I'm, the ground. I'm, my sources on the ground, but I'm checking them out right now just to be sure. I hear a rumor that during COVID, ASU tried to invite a bunch of protein bars in, gave them fake IDs, and um, as a result of that, because they weren't on the up and up, Bilt Bar just went to Utah and BYU. Because and they why knew, wouldn't you? Why wouldn't we you? We don't need you. We don't need you. We, right. we don't need you to, to, to sully our reputation. Uh, so Bilt Bar decided to go elsewhere, including very possibly because of how ASU treated them. Mm-hmm. They went to the University of Arizona. And, and Bilt Bar should take, be everywhere. And Bilt Bar's taken off in Tucson. It's got to take off in Tucson. Right. Mm-hmm. 250, go to GNC. Pick up your built bar and you're good to go. Make it happen. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.